0: This is episode 169, tips for teams who are going remote. Welcome to the Paul Miners podcast, the show that will help you to optimize your time, income and lifestyle fast. Get more done with actionable, easy to follow advice and learn how to live life on your terms. And now introducing your host, Paul Miners. Hey everyone and welcome back to the Paul Miners Podcast, episode number 169. As always, it is an absolute pleasure to have you tuning in today. I really do appreciate your time and your attention, so thank you for tuning in. And the show notes for this episode can be found at Paulminers.com/slash one sixty-nine. So, here we are. Tricky times at the moment, interesting times to say the least. Um, at the time of recording this COVID-19, the pandemic is just continuing to intensify around the world. Um, It is Monday the 16th here, so I I generally record these episodes about a week ahead of time. So who knows, when this episode goes live in a week, who knows what developments will have been made. At the time of recording this, New Zealand has just imposed pretty strict travel restrictions, so people coming into New Zealand will have to self-quarantine for 14 days. Um, And so, yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat as everyone else, I guess, just watching and waiting to see what happens and doing what I can to prepare with, with, with my family. And so one, uh, one thing I think we can do is to try and find the positive in a situation like this. You know, while the coronavirus is causing different events to be cancelled and stock markets to go down, I think there is an opportunity here for companies, to, or for, for everyone to try and find a the positive outcome in this situation and I think in my world, in my the type of work that I do, I think there's an opportunity for companies to trial remote work. And actually, there could be some real good that comes out of this. And companies could be a lot better off um, at the end of this situation by doing things like trialing remote work. Obviously, a lot of, a lot of employers now are f- being forced to kind of send their staff home and say, work from home. Um, maybe they've been against remote work until now. Well, now you don't really have a choice. And so it's a really interesting opportunity to try remote work for the first time. So if you are an employer who's now wondering, how do I manage my team now that they're all remote? Or if you're an employee and you're looking to make remote work a, a permanent part of your company's routine, then I have some advice today that I think may help. And to start with, I want to discuss some of the benefits, first of all, of remote work, something that maybe you can expect to see if you are working from home nowadays, um, some of the benefits you might observe. So first of all, like technology has made it easier than ever for teams to work remotely. Uh, companies like Buffer, uh, which is a social scheduling tool, and Slack, you've probably heard of, have actually been remote companies from, no, not Slack, who am Zapier, sorry, is the one I'm thinking of. They've actually been remote from day one, and it's always been part of their culture. Um... But this may be the first time that your team is working remotely. So so, so some of the opportunities, uh, some of the um, benefits that you might experience. Number one, and this is probably the biggest one, is the increased freedom. The freedom to work kind of when and how you want is very appealing and is usually the number one reason employees are looking for remote work options because we all have different preferences when it comes to how we like to do our work and giving people more freedom around working hours and their conditions means employees are going to be happier and more productive when they do sit down to do their work. It's just nice if you think, you know, I don't work well in the morning, I'm going to spend the morning exercising, I'll, do my, I'll start my work a little bit later in the day and catch up at the end of the day. If that's what you prefer, great. Or if you want to take the afternoon off to go and pick up your kids and spend time with the kids and then do a bit more in the evening, you know, that freedom really is something that a lot of people um, are really looking for. A second key benefit is that you can potentially lower your overheads. Uh, If your team works remotely long term, it might mean that you don't have to lease office space or at the very least you may not need as much office space. Uh, because when everyone's at home, you can, sa- uh, you can also save on things like printing, uh, tea and coffee, office supplies, and everything else that you need to run a physical workspace. It may mean giving people an allowance for supplies, but I think this is likely to be a lot less than leasing like a large office space. So there can be a reduction in overheads when you do manage a remote team. And then the third key- kind of key benefit I wanted to highlight is that there are fewer distractions and it encourages more autonomy. So, when people don't work in a physical in the same physical space, they can't walk over to each other's desks to ask questions or waste time with idle chit chat so fewer distractions is good um, and people are more likely to try and find an answer to a question on their own before picking up the phone or bothering someone via slack because there's just more barriers in way in the way like in a physical office you can just walk over it's easy. Um, with with more barriers in the way, like you're more you're likely to be more autonomous to kind of try and find the answer yourself. And so this is just the tip of the iceberg. There's um, there are many more benefits besides what I've discussed here. And I think it, remote work can have a big impact on the culture of the company. Uh, obviously, it's not without its challenges. And so with that in mind, I do want to share some tips to make remote teams more productive. Um, I want to preface this by saying that when going remote for the first time, the team needs to define some rules around how you're going to operate. Uh, now that you're not in the same physical space. Because without these rules, you'll find that everyone will do their own thing and things like communication can get very chaotic. So that's actually the first tip, is to decide how communication will be managed. Um, so you need to have a discussion with the team about like, okay, when are we going to use email versus maybe an instant message tool like Slack? And if we are going to keep in- use instant messaging, how are we going to keep that organized? Are we going to use group chat tools like Slack? Uh, because they can get overwhelming. So how are we going to use channels and threads to keep things organized appropriately? Um, are we going to use any video conferencing tool? Um, you're probably going to need something. If you- And if you don't commit to one, you'll find that everyone will use their own thing. Some people will use FaceTime. Some people will use... Whatever Google has at the moment, Uh, Skype, Zoom, there's loads out there. I love Zoom, I highly recommend it, but I think it is important to just pick one that you agree this is the one that we're all going to use so that there's no confusion, you don't have to jump between too many tools. And then you also need to think about uh, and decide when to move conversations from email or instant messaging to something like a video meeting. If you try and have too many conversations in like an instant message tool, sometimes it's just easier to get on the phone or uh, start a quick Zoom conference. So think about, you know, when can we justify getting on the phone? When are we going to use instant messaging? And just think through some of these things that maybe you've never had to consider before. It won't take long, but establishing a few basic rules around communication will really help to keep conversations efficient and on track second thing is to define expectations around working hours. Um, you will need to communicate expectations to the team around, you know, when to work. Uh, naturally, this will vary depending on people's jobs. So, for example, if you have customer service people, they may need to be online and available during certain hours. Uh, other members of the team, maybe you want to give them more freedom and they can start working later. You may decide, okay, Wednesday afternoon at this time, we're going to have an all-hands meeting. Everyone's expected to be on. Um, if you are... If you do have expectations around hours, it's important to communicate those to the team. Number three is to decide how to track output and performance. Uh, Because you can't see when people are at work, you will need to decide how to track what they're doing. And this is where having an individual or team targets is very useful. Uh, So for a sales team, using a CRM like Pipedrive gives you the option to set up revenue targets and goals. Uh, Task management tools like Asana can be used to track individual workload and contributions to different projects. So with tools like these in place your culture may shift actually to have less emphasis on working hours and more of a focus on the actual work and delivering results which I actually think is a really good thing. It means that we're just going to measure you based on what you do and your contribution rather than the hours that you are at your desk. So have that conversation again, think about what are the tools that we can use to track performance and, and uh, output. And finally, make sure everyone has the tools that they need. So if remote work is going to become a long-term or permanent work arrangement, you need to make sure everyone has the tools they need to be efficient. So it might mean giving staff a budget to go and buy a monitor or a printer or a webcam, um, other office supplies. It may also mean helping to pay for their internet connection and paying for a higher broadband speed. It could mean paying for a few extra pieces of software to keep them the team connected. Um, we've already discussed Slack and Zoom, but you may need to invest into cloud storage, uh, maybe a phone system or time tracking. Whatever it is, if if remote work is going to be a a long-term solution for your team, there may be a few little things like this you need to consider is, you know, giving my team the, the, uh, the tools and systems that it needs to operate efficiently. And so I will close out this episode by saying, yeah, a lot of people are worried about COVID-19 as they should be. Um, the best thing I think we can all do is just try and try and stay calm, to focus on the things that we can control, uh, like washing your hands and staying healthy and sleeping well. And, and yeah, like I said at the start, um, thinking about the positives that can come out of this situation. And so if your team has ever considered going remote, this could be a great opportunity to give it a test run. And who knows, it could be a great thing for your team and your business. All right, Thank you very much for listening and I will catch you next time on the Paul Miners podcast. Thank you for listening to the Paul Miners podcast. Two quick things before I sign off. Firstly, if you enjoyed this episode or if you have any feedback for me, I would love it if you could leave me a review on iTunes. It really helps me to improve the show and it helps the show to get discovered by more people so I can help more people out there. The second thing is if you want to connect with me in person, you, beca- you can become a VIP member of my website. Head to paulminers.com VIP where you will be able to join my private Slack community and attend bi-weekly, group mastermind calls. This has to be one of my favorite times of the week when it comes up is attending these group calls. The community is full of like-minded, productive, self-employed people, full-time workers. We have a real good mix of people in there. And I have to say, I have made fantastic friends with the people in this group. So if you want to join the community and connect with me and the other awesome members, sign up at paulminers.com slash VIP. One more time, thank you very much for listening, and I will catch you next time on the Paul Miners podcast.